This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Most like, people are just too lazy. I mean, it's a lot of work to kill somebody. <laughs> it's not fucking something most people are going to undertake. Most people don't want to deal with that kind of shit. What the fuck is gender studies? Either you're a boy or a girl or you're transitioning. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Even when you add the genders in there. Next 24 year old porn stars? Yes, I have had sex with them. And, and still am. <laughs> I should be your president for that reason alone. I'm not even a good looking man. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. AKA KB Paperstacks, AKA Baldwin Escobar, AKA Danger Zone, AKA Vanilla Thriller, and AKA MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. All right, when I was 17 years old, I thought I had climbed the mountain of adulthood. I had lived for years in darkness, hoping to get to the top of this mountain. I'd gotten up to the age of 16 years old and thought this mountain was within grasp. And then I had to live from the age of 16 all the way up to 17 years old until I could reach the top of this mountain and hold my hand above my head with a set of keys in my hand for my first car. See, I got my license on the day that I turned 16 years old. As soon as I could turn 16 and I could get my license, I wanted to have my license because in my head, somehow magically, I was going to work it out to get myself a car. Like three, four hours after I turned 16, I was going to have a car. In my head, it was just going to work out. But there was no car. My mom was raising me and my little brother by herself at the time, and she didn't have any money to give me a car. And Pretty much at home, I was having to help out with the bills and shit like that. I didn't have any money to save up for a car. So at the time, I'm having to beg my mom to let me borrow her car because, again, I've got my own license. I can drive. I've got the fucking ability to get anywhere I want, but I do not have the means. So I'm having to beg my mom to use her car. I'm having to beg my mom to take me to work. I'm having to beg my friends to take me to work or beg my friends to pick me up when they're going places. I used to have to walk or ride my bike two miles to get to work, and I used to have to fucking miss work if I couldn't get there and it was like 98 degrees outside. I just wasn't going to fucking do it. So by the time I got to 17 years old, it had reached this fever pitch and every car that I saw outside the window. I mean, back then there were no websites or Craigslist or any of that shit where you could sell your car. So everybody had their car sitting in their yard with a sign on it that said for sale and huge numbers telling you how much it cost. And every car I saw, no matter how shitty, no matter how awesome, no matter how badass, I knew that that was going to be the car for me. But the problem was every single one of them had huge numbers on their windshield. 3,900, 2,500, 2,800, 9,700, and none of them were within grasp. None of them I could even reach my hand out and touch if I wanted to. They were so far away. But one day, I was riding on the bus coming home from school, and out the right side of my window, a band of angels starts singing. This maroon car starts coming into vision. It's got four doors. It looks like it's got nice tires, nice wheels. I get closer, and I realize it's a Nova. And then I realized where the voice of those angels were coming from. It wasn't the Nova itself, the 1976 Nova that I was looking at. Oh, no. It was the numbers on the front windshield of that Nova that said $700. My brain starts racing. Dude, I can fucking pull together $700. I can do this shit. I'm going to go home and ask mom if I can borrow some money. I'm going to ask my uncles if I can borrow some money. I'm going to ask my boss for an advance at work. I'm going to fucking get this car. This is going to happen. But there was one huge problem with that. 
I walked in and asked my mom, mom, can I borrow $300? Can I borrow $200? Can I borrow $100 so I can get this car? There's a car down here for $700 and I'm going a mile a minute. And my mom looks at me and goes, no, there, there ain't no money for no car right now. We got to pay the light bill, son. We ain't got no money for a car right now. Just, you know, just, just keep working and we'll see what we can do. Just, I, I, I ain't got no money for a car right now. So I'm undaunted. I'm heartbroken, but I am undaunted. I march myself to my uncle's house and I say, Uncle Sam, can I borrow a couple hundred dollars? I need, I need help buying this car. And he looks at me like I'm crazy. No, there ain't no money for no car right now. Everybody's trying to pay bills right now, Shane. It's not, it's not a good time for you to try to buy a car. And everybody is shutting me down. Nobody wants to help me. And two days after I've seen this car, the $700 glorious car, I still don't have the money. And I go into work that night and I'm kind of feeling a little bit down about it. I'm, I'm really starting to realize that maybe I'm not going to get this car. Maybe this, this huge accomplishment for me is going to stay this far out of reach just because I can't pull together any money whatsoever. And because I didn't have the forethought to maybe save a little bit of money while I was looking for a car. So I go into work that night and I'm just kind of down about the whole thing. And my coworker, Greg looks over at me and he says, uh, what's wrong? I said, told him the whole story about the car. It's $700. Nobody wants to help me. He looks at me and says, $700, huh? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and loan you $700, but there's only one rule and he gets real serious. And this guy's a, a guy who normally cuts up all the time. He's always joking and shit. We had a great time at work together, but he gets deadly serious. And he looks at me in the face and he says, you got to pay me back. And I said, well, that's no problem, man. I'll definitely pay you back. He goes, no, no, no. You don't understand. Every two weeks, I need a hundred dollars from you or I'm coming to get the keys to that car and I'm taking it back. I said, are you serious? He goes, yeah, I'll let you borrow $700 and I know that you're helping your mom out, I'm only going to charge you $100 every two weeks to be able to pay this car off. You should have it paid off in no time. I'm ecstatic. I'm like, are you serious? Is this real? Are you fucking serious? He was like, dude, I will definitely help you out, but you got to pay this car off or I'm coming to get the keys. Just know that. And that night, I didn't sleep a damn bit. I tossed and I turned and all I could think about in my brain was the next day I was going to wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning and go over to this guy's house and hand him $700 and I was going to drive off with my car for the very first time. And that next morning at 9 o'clock, I sprang out of bed. Now, I'd only got an hour and a half, maybe two hours of sleep from tossing and turning the night before, but at 9 o'clock, my eyes popped open and I stood there waiting. That guy, Greg, was going to take me over to the guy's house to buy the car. And I sat there from about 930 all the way up to 10, staring out the window, waiting for Greg to pull up. And when he did, it was like a magical moment. He kept talking to me the whole way, reminding me, you know, you got to pay this car off. You got to pay me every two weeks, man. I'm good with helping you out. I'm fine with being there for you, man, but you got to pay the car off. And I couldn't hear him because all I could think about was I am about to get my car. And we drove over to the guy's house and I did my test drive. And the car was great. And we handed the guy $700. And that day, I didn't have to ask anybody for a ride. I didn't have to beg my mom. I didn't have to beg my friends. I didn't have to ride my fucking bike in the 90-degree weather. I was able to get in my car and drive my ass home. And if you're wondering if I paid the car off, I definitely did. I made three $100 payments until I had paid off $300 of the car. And then that guy, Greg, moved. And I never heard from him again, except for like six months later when he showed up at Dairy Queen where I was working and said... Hey, man, uh, don't worry about that money. And I looked at him and said, um, at this point, I wasn't. Hey, guys, welcome back to another week. And now that I'm older, 
a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And you can find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder and check out all the great stuff we got over there. You can also find us if you check out the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters who come together across promote each other, spread the word about badass podcast, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Buyer Beware podcast, the Married Not Dead podcast, and the Peanut Gallery podcast. And this week on episode 122, Get Off My Lawn, first thing we do is a huge announcement, the fact that Ken Baldwin finally has something that tons of people have asked me for. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You guys are just going to have to check it out. And then later on, we're going to talk about millennials. We're going to bitch about millennials for a little bit, and then we're going to complain about people bitching about millennials. So check it out. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my underground lair. I have gathered here before me the world's deadliest assassins. (laughs) That and Twitter posting to Donald Trump. So wait, you you started a feud with, with the president? No, I know um, the president has so many people that tr- tweet him that there's not going to be a feud there. So I tweet him for, like, therapy just to get out my <laughs> anger. But I am trying to start a Twitter feud with his son, Donald Trump Jr. So in between enraging the entire nerd community over this I, Wonder Woman song. You guys should join me with my hashtag. It's worst first family ever. <laughs> hashtag worst fa- first family ever. Worst first family ever yes. is your hashtag that you're promoting. Yes. Go make fun of Donald Trump Jr. Tag me in it so he knows it's coming from me. <laughs> what's 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 your new Twitter name now that we're throwing this out there? It's just the Ken Baldwin show. <laughs> Hold on, let me look. I'll tell you. I don't know. Kenny doesn't even know what his Twitter name is. He just knows that he's Shut on up, Twitter. asshole. <laughs> God damn it. He is literally on his phone going, Ken Baldwin 78. Ken Baldwin 78. So if you want to talk to... The uh, the man, the myth, the fucking moron that I sit with weekly. Hold on. I'm tweeting Donald Trump Jr. Fuck you. <laughs> Hashtag worst first family ever. Yeah. Hashtag Potter and family. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to get the hashtag Potter and family mixed in with the hashtag worst first family ever. Usually I'm clever. It's not just fuck you. It's usually like he'll be bitching about Kathy Griffin and I'll post pictures of Ted Nugent. <laughs> so why are you trying to incite the, the, the first family to come after you? You know they're going to end up coming after you. Because unlike Kathy Griffin, it's just going to give me a career. Nobody knows who I am now. They're going to know me in a minute. <laughs> so, and unlike Kathy Griffin, I won't come out crying. I'll just, I got so much ammunition on these people. Oh, my God. What are you going to make fun of me for? I'm just a poor white dude. What you, really? You're going to tear me down? Go ahead. It's like beating up a cripple kid. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Oh, you already made fun of a crippled person. This will be fine. <laughs> this is just round two. <laughs> You're going to slap a crippled guy around now? Good. I'm basically a crippled guy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that's uh, that's what Kenny was saying. Hashtag worst family ever. Hashtag Potter family. <laughs> if you add hashtag Potter family, it'll get moving, I promise. Um. So you decided to start a Twitter war um, with the first family. You decided to go Not after- the whole first family. Ivanka's hot. <laughs> I will say, as much as I think it's ridiculous that there's a mail-order bride as the first lady, um, 
I actually get upset when they like release stories about Jared because I'm like, no, it's the only sane fucking person over there. He can't be. I don't care if he talked to Russia. <laughs> Let that one go. Let's... So you're willing to give him like a pass? Yes, he's the only one talking sense to the orange Goomba. I mean, he's Bannon's rival. You don't want Bannon having more influence. That's fucking gobbles. It feels like we're on a slow, steady path to the politics of the 50s and 60s. It really does. Get my gas mask. Well, these parents don't think so. I'm sorry, Mrs. Griffin. You're fired. Fired? Oh, no. You're going to throw your cat at me? Of course, you might take him out in the woods and leave him out there thinking he's dead from being shot with BB guns. It was a pellet rifle. It wasn't a BB gun. Okay. <laughs> um, so I found a story that I really thought you might really want to jump into with me. Um, dealing with one of your favorite subjects in the world, and I know your feelings on them are pretty positive overall, and I'm talking about millennials. Oh, God. Uh, we're talking about the newest generation Well, of I got to quit talking shit. They're getting into the bracket that I actually frequent and lovers and <laughs> sexual partners, so... Well, um, that's good to know because we're going to do the um, seven harsh realities for millennials that they all probably are going to need to face very soon. I'll try to fill them in in between. Um, the very first one was your feelings are largely irrelevant. Yeah, that's very true. They don't get that. And, and I, I look at the way we were raised as kids. Like I would be three to five miles from my house on a regular basis. Yeah. Like just on my bike. <laughs> like I could go wherever the fuck I wanted to pretty much as long as I told my mom, hey – Steven's with me and we're going to go play softball at some, you know, other county or some shit. She was like, cool, we'll be back by dark. You can go play out in the woods. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go out in the woods and like go find some wild animals to fuck with. That's fine. Be back before it's dark. I don't want to look for your dumb ass. <laughs> me and Steven would legitimately always go down the road. Like, I don't know, man, like a quarter of a mile, two miles down the road, somewhere in there. And we would go fishing for crawdads in this one little Creek. And we would come back to the house Covered in creek water. Oh, yeah. I used to go to GB's Lake. Oh, I remember that lake right near your old house yeah. where it had that little But you had to go thing. down the main road like a mile and a half. Yeah, you're riding your bike down a main road. My little brother is six years younger than me. And at like 14 years old, <laughs> eight-year-old Stephen is walking behind me as we're walking down to David's uh, trailer. Okay? <laughs> I know. He was annoying as fuck. I mean, this- <laughs> No offense, Stephen, but you were annoying as fuck when you were like eight. But I think about all that, and I think about how now children cannot go more than like you know a quarter of a mile from not a quarter of a mile. I'm sorry, they can't go out of like vision. Like you got to be able to see the children. Oh, that's true. Like everybody is so sheltering for their kids these days. They don't give children enough room to grow, and that's why lots of kids now have this feeling like, well, you know, everything out in the world's always going to be you know protective, and you know it's always going to be like a warm cocoon to live in. And I'm like, no, dude, it's not. It's it's fucking ridiculous compared to what you think it's going to be. I look at people like my niece and nephew, and I'm like, I love my sister and my brother in law, but like they don't get to run and be roaming and free and shit like that. They have to stay close. And I'm like, why? They live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Why are they worried about coyotes or (laughs) you don't know? There could be coyotes, witches. They're going to put them in ovens and (laughs) and birds are going to eat the breadcrumbs so we can't find them. I mean, towers with chicks with long hair. I mean, what the fuck are people worried about? Um, there could be Bigfoot. Nobody wants to fuck your children, everybody. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there that I know you think your kids are all adorable, but nobody wants to fuck most of your kids. And if you're listening to the show right now and you're in your mid-30s and you've got children 
and you nobody tell your wants kids, to fuck them. nobody, number one, nobody wants to fuck your children. As Kenny said, number two, it, nobody wants to give you free fucking daycare by ba- by kidnapping them either. No, nobody <laughs> wants your child. Okay. Yes. A couple of times. If you watch criminal minds and law and order SVU, just like Shane's not allowed to have his pants off here. There's no kids allowed to be here either. So I'm definitely not going to bring any of your kids here. But what I'm getting at is like, we have this new generation of mid thirties guys and girls who sit around and watch shit like criminal minds and SVU and shit yeah, like I that. I watch that shit too. It's interesting, but it's not realistic or it wouldn't be a good TV show. It'd be boring, like real fucking life. But you they morons. get this, they get this shit in their mind mind that like everybody out there is a potential fucking serial killer who's going to kill their child. Most and I'm people like, are just too lazy. I mean, it's a lot of work to kill somebody. <laughs> it's not fucking something most people are going to undertake. Most people don't want to deal with that kind of shit. I mean, that's it's just unrealistic as fuck. Oh, trust me. I get it. My parents have younger siblings they adopted or my younger siblings who are adopted and one of them gets away with having school phobia. School phobia. And I'm like, Y'all motherfuckers would make me go to school if I had pneumonia and shit. Is this the same little sister that shit on the bathroom counter? No, this is the younger one. Oh, okay. The older one comes and cleans my house for next to nothing. But she did shit on the bathroom counter. She did shit on the, and I'm, <laughs> and I, manipulate, I manipulate her fucking uh, poverty. Because <laughs> she, she's useless. So she can't make <laughs> she's, useless. she's a useless millennial. I mean, she does a shitty job when she cleans my apartment. Oh, she does. I've been over here. Like but, the apartment. Uh, like, I only pay her like $20 for like four hours of work. So <laughs> maybe if you paid her $40, she'd do twice as good of a job. Mm, no. Uh, number two on the list of uh, harsh realities that millennials will have to face. But is, hold on. Before we move to number two, seriously, has my parents convinced that she has a phobia of the school getting shot up? Which plays right into what you're talking about, current parents' paranoia. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, seriously, like... Like, they will go get her from school and take her home and let her stay at home for days because she has a phobia. And I'm like, phobia. <laughs> I could I, break my leg and I'd be at school the next day getting my cast signed. I'm excited <laughs> as fuck about it, too, because I'm getting it signed. I never got a good cast. I always got some kind of immobilizer bullshit. <laughs> I always got that. You can't write on this. Exactly. I got the one that had like the A's band. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some exactly straps on. It has, basically, it's just a metal bar and a glove. Exactly. So you can't bend your hand the wrong way. And you can't write on it. And it's like, I got to wear this shit. And I don't get to collect signatures. I'm not like. I can't take a shower. I don't get any <laughs> signatures. It smells. This is gross. After a day, it smells so bad. It's, yeah. It's just so awful. But seriously. Yeah, I went for my knee. Yeah. You, people are not out there trying to fuck your kid. People are not out there trying to steal your kid. I mean, stop sheltering your, your children. Man, because Most of your kids smell bad. Just so you guys know. Most people, of your parents need to know this. Your kids smell. All right. So basically what we're getting at is stop being so damn overprotective with your kids. And if you're one of those parents who's not overprotective and your kids can actually roam and go do stuff, then badass. Thank you very much for not contributing to the problem. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break. But when we get back, we're going to talk a lot more about millennials. And then we're going to kind of bitch about the fact that the list is just basically bitching about millennials. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages... We'll be right back. Do you like podcasts? Do you like listening to podcasts? Do you have ears? Do you like Justin and Chrissy? The That's our names. I know. We have a podcast. It's called So I Married a Movie Geek. Check out this clip where we talk Star Wars sex. Nerd! 
Lady Force. This is I don't know how to explain this articulately, but the what quote unquote gives me lady boners as far as this goes is not a person and not like especially not like a guy where you know like Harrisport or or Luke or you know even if I swung the other way and said ooh Leia. What do you want? Ewoks like stacked on top of each other. <laughs> I mean, little double Ewoks. If I if if I were going to go that route, I would just go for Chewbacca. Like, why do I need two stacked on top of each other when I can have Chewbacca? So you like movies? Do you like good times? Check us out. We're so I married a movie geek at Movie Geekcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all those other things. We'll see you at the movies. The price is wrong, bitch. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. The fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and I'm going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Hey guys, this is Pete from Painted Black Podcast. A lot of people ask me, why should I listen to your show? How would you describe it? Well, Horribly offensive. Balls to the walls. A good time. I don't know. Unprofessional. Sure <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be Bang surprised zoom. if fucking Barney heard some some screaming from next door. Right? Hey, yo, Fred, I got like, kicked out of the house. Uh, can yeah. I stay with you guys for a little bit? No, Barney. <laughs> We're not friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> you better go stay with the zoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dum dum, you should have said yes to your wife. <laughs> Can you imagine what Disney World would have been like had he lived longer? Uh, no Jews. That's <laughs> the primary difference. Yeah. I feel like he funded the Nazis in some way. Like, I, don't, I can't prove it. The what? first fucking model of their helmet had ears on it. <laughs> oh, the basket's ears coming over the hill. What the fuck's going on? Dosan sounds like a Renaissance painter. He was a fifth Ninja Turtle. He wasn't right in the head. They didn't really bring him out too much. I like to fight the foot. <laughs> That's probably why they had all the stupid ass toppings. Bubble like, gum. Fuck, who let those sounds order the pizza? I want to think bug. Who, who put Legos on this shit? <laughs> Can I give you money for for sex? I would enjoy you making a transaction for a blowjob. Can I get a receipt with that pussy? Oh yeah. How, how do I follow all this? Do you wash those briefs with starch? <laughs> Make that booty clap. Why don't you? <laughs> this is Painted Black Podcast, and you can like us on Facebook, on Twitter at PIB Comics, and check us out every Monday on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean.com, and PodcastNation.net. Nick, 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 Nick,
Nick, Nick, Nick, Nick, Nick, Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon. People are like people in universities are going for safe spaces and shit like that. And I understand, I get it that the world is harsh and the world is terrible, but put yeah. your fuck, pull your shit together. I, I totally profit off that. Horrible. It's awesome. <laughs> Weakness I, I, is awesome. Weakness gives me fucking prey. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the whole Mad Max post-apocalyptic universe gets started right here. Safe spaces. I mean, I make money off people's fear of Facebook. So, I mean, they, I, I can't do Facebook ads. I have to pay somebody to do that. Okay, well, that's going to be $3,000. Thank you. I don't think you should be bragging about your clientele being stupid. They definitely don't listen. I get, remember, I have a separate name on Facebook for my business. Uh, number two in the whole thing, but uh, things they're going to have to face is you cannot be whatever you want to be. No, most of you cannot be president. Now, I know that I'm guilty as a parent of telling my son that he can be whatever he wants. And there's a certain age when you can be Luckily, whatever you want. Luckily, he had me there when y'all would go out to shows and be like, hey, Christopher, let me explain something to you. That's all bullshit. <laughs> well, hold on. Shoot for the middle. You'll be much happier if you shoot for the top and you're not going to get there. It's just going to frustrate you. Shoot for happy middle. Here's one thing, though. I believe that everybody has a certain age where it's possible to be whatever you want to be. You still have the entire world in front of you. Most of us fucked that up by seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think by the time you get to high school, if you oh, are not dude, most already of us on the are path. already far fucked by that point. But if you're not on the path by high school, pretty much you, you're not going to be president. You're not going to be a senator. Like, I could probably still be president, but I'd have to come in from the total weird oddball angle. like Kind of like how Eminem ended the uh, the movie he did. What was the name of that movie? Eight Mile? Eight Mile, yeah. The way he ended Eight Mile, where I'll just come out and my whole campaign will be, I've, I've been to jail. I've done this stupid shit. They can't tell you anything about me that I'm not telling you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm legit as fuck. So, and you step out you know, you're like, you step out and you're like, um, 24-year-old porn stars? Yes, I have had sex with them. And, and still am. <laughs> <laughs> I should be your president for that reason alone. I'm not even a good-looking man. <laughs> and I'm pulling I am not through. a fit man. I'm not well, a actually, good looking yeah, I'm, man. I'm good looking despite not being fit. I'm not fit. That's that's a fair statement. Yeah, because uh, I do absolutely nothing to try to be fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious because you podcast with no shirt on. That's what that's what Woo! the audience doesn't get to see is the fact that you podcast without a shirt on. Some of you ladies just need to calm down now that you know that. Don't let don't let Shane get you distracted with my hot body. But. You can't be whatever you want to be. If you're not on that path by high school. I mean, I could, but most people can't. Millennials definitely can't. Well, millennials have this belief that I had a conversation with my son and I, God love him, but he tells me this exact words. He says, I don't believe you have to, because we've told him his entire life. I've I told him, this. I told him from about the time he was 12 or so. I said, when you start out on your job, you have to eat shit. Yeah. You have to start from the bottom and you have to build yourself up. Now, how much education you have helps you out when you start out, but you still have to start out eating shit. You yeah. have to start in the middle at least. And he's, we've told him this for years and years and years. Well, the other day I'm having a conversation with him and he goes, I don't believe you have to eat shit when you get, uh, when you get done with school and stuff like that. I believe I could probably get a pretty good job depending on what I, uh, what I do. And I'm like, Hey man, good luck to you. If you feel as though you're going to come out with like a middle management position out of college, then cool. You know, do whatever you My do. My cousin thought that same shit. He's uh, still a valet. He's still in valet. Yeah. Well, it's it's the harsh reality of he's you. parking cars near my office, and I pulled over the other day and yelled at him. It was awesome. <laughs> he didn't realize it was me, and he thought he was really in trouble because that's what his life is. <laughs> he thought I was like a what somebody from the business that he was parking cars at, and I was yelling at him for parking my car wrong, and he was all so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry, sir. I was like, wait a minute, you're my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, dumbass, I'm making fun of you. <laughs> um, I paid him the other day to bring some equipment into my office. It was awesome. So that's that's what his uh, – did he go to college? No. And so he just believed he, he thought was he was going go straight into middle, middle management right out of high school. He didn't think he needed college. Well, that, that's a good solid plan in, you know, 2017. <laughs> Maybe in 1952, perfectly legitimate plan. Back when there was actually manufacturing jobs and shit like that you that know, you could get with no education. I think back then you still had to start kind of at the bottom and work Well, you still – there was a job for you, though. You didn't have to go be a valet. You There's could go jobs. Get a good, there's jobs right now. I know there's jobs right now. There's companies out there hiring right now for people who to fucking stuff envelopes. And if you have to start stuffing envelopes so that one day you can actually be in the private plane, then you have to start stuffing envelopes. But so many people right now in this millennial generation believe that they're just going to walk out of high school or walk right out of college and they're fucking going to be making six figures. They're going to have like four months of vacation. Their fucking toilet's going to be made of gold and shit. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably no. Probably not going to happen that way. Probably no, no. Well, I, have, I, mean, I used to hear your wife tell your son things that to me just cringed. What <laughs> I mean, do you mean? Like I can remember one time, it doesn't matter what the rest of the world thinks about you because I love you. No, no. He has to deal with the rest of the world one day, Nikki. You got to quit saying shit like that. I've had the conversation with him before because my son gets the uh, beautiful, beautiful division of mine and my wife's personality and his actual, you know, biological father's personality. And all three of us are strong, strong personalities. He has my wit, but he's just as fucking stubborn as me and my wife. And oh, he has God. crazy ass ideas like my wife. And I had to pull him aside one time and I said, listen, you're going to have to understand that just because you're fast and you're witty and shit, lots of people don't get that when you're around. And if you always have a smart, snappy comeback, every time people talk to you, you're going to get end up getting your ass whooped. I've had this conversation with him because you're not exactly like a tough guy. (laughs) No, I mean, and I told him, I was like, dude, just don't get your ass kicked because you're trying to be funny. Like, seriously, don't be the funny guy like that. Like, find your spots. And we've had this conversation a couple different times because, yes, it does matter what the world thinks of you. At your girlfriend's parents' dinner is not one of those spots, Christopher. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't feel like I should have to edit what I say around them. No, you do. Absolutely. If you were around other people and he's like, no, I should just be able to be myself. Well, that's fine if you want to be yourself. But you um, end up being a dirty hobo one day. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be a dirty hobo one day? Because that's how you end up being a dirty hobo. <laughs> Good job. Now now you're a dirty hobo. Um, the next thing. Sorry, it's settled. <laughs> take off those nice pants. <laughs> not you, Shane. You're not allowed to take off your pants here. Wait. Hold on, I gotta take my pants off. Um, the next thing that uh, that a lot of millennials are gonna have to face is that gender studies are a waste of money. What studies? Gender studies. What the they... fuck is gender studies? Either you're a boy or a girl, or you're transitioning. It's not that complicated. Even when you add the genders in there, there are people in there, seriously. That are studying gender studies right now in college. What are gender studies? We have not established what this nonsense like, is. <laughs> Boy, girl. We've established that everyone's equal. What are you trying to go backwards now? What the fuck? These are the same people who said we should be all be equal. Now we're studying that? What, what the fuck's going on? What we have to study it, dude, so we can so we can. This understand. is why there are more and more people coming out and saying college is a waste of time. This is kind of bullshit right here. When you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars of your hard-earned money to, to go to college to and go learn to a gender something. Study. 
to learn something that doesn't fucking matter in the grand scheme of things. Something we have already. It's kind of like get you a job. I had a neighbor. <laughs> I had a neighbor who studied cartography, and I was like, "We have Google Maps now." <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was like, dude, we have Google Earth. It's already been mapped. There's a multi-billion-dollar conglomerate for that all, already did it. For all we know, he's working at Google Maps right now. <laughs> he could be. Cartography but, is still better than gender fucking studies. But that my first thought was cartography. Really? Like not an MBA? Like cartography? Okay. I mean, cool maps. <laughs> MBAs. It's uh, <laughs> another ripoff right there. Well, um, it, it's much better than fucking gender studies, though. It's something that actually like is applicable. In <laughs> the MBAs real world. are something that people who know what they're doing already have to go back to school to get a certain job. That's all an MBA. Exactly. Is. It's something you just need. Because- God damn it! I have to go. I already know all this shit. <laughs> Buy high, sell low. Nope. <laughs> no idiot. Um, the number four thing on the list of things that millennials are going to have to face is if you live in America, you are already a part of the 1%. Don't think just because you're working a shitty-ass job right now. Well, I that- mean, I definitely believe in the first world problems. I, I don't think everybody in America is in the top 1%. No, not everybody's in the top 1% in America, but compared to the world. Every, all the kids we know. Like if, <laughs> like if you go to Uganda – you're in the 1% in Uganda, okay? Yeah, but Uganda does not represent a huge plethora of the human population. Well, what is I mean, I would say all Americans, not all Americans, but the vast majority of Americans, because there are very poor people here. <laughs> Let's not forget there are ghettos. No, there, there are poor people. There are homeless the people. Child's <laughs> born in the ghetto. In the ghetto. So, anyway, there are people here who don't qualify in the statement. That's why I say the vast, overwhelming majority of Americans are probably in the top 5%. Yeah, around the world, I would say. I mean, yeah. the, the I'd say probably the top third are definitely in like the top five of the uh, – but anyway, we're getting off on a whole different thing. What I'm getting at is a lot of uh, a lot of people in this new generation have this feeling like, you know – My life is so hard. Exactly. My Maybe life is so terrible. you still have a machine that washes your dishes for you. You can't bother to wash your dishes and you think life is hard? Your towel you have, wasn't warm. You, have you plumbing, got like, if you have plumbing and warm water, your life ain't that fucking hard. Do you have YouTube? Although in D eight there was no hot water. <laughs> no, there was hot water in D eight. There was no gas. Was it electric heat? Well, yeah, it was electric. Water? It was oh, electric. You guys were lucky. Oh yeah. That, that whole not paying the gas bill thing would have died real quick if you didn't have hot water. I bet. Oh no, dude. I, I would have fucking paid the gas bill like two days later. I'd been like, nope, nope, nope. We gotta have some hot water. Uh, the next thing that millennials are gonna have to face is just because you exist. You don't have a right to things. Things well, I mean, like you have right health. to like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but that's about it. Yeah, exactly. But you don't have the right to health care. That's, um, that's kind of a tricky one. It is. It's I a mean, it's a little bit of a gray area. You don't have a right. We don't stand around going, nope, he doesn't have money. He's not. <laughs> we're gonna watch this one die. That's good. <laughs> die, poor person. Die. <laughs> Bring out your dead. I mean, My you're dad. not entitled to. Be you're not entitled a to dick a, about your health care. If you have money, you're getting entitled to be a dick because you can pay for a good practice or put up with your shit. But you're not entitled to a good job out of college. No. You're not entitled to a job out of high school. You're not entitled to a cheap place to live just because you want one. You're not entitled mm. to a car. None of these things you're, are you entitled to. You're not entitled to your parents paying your cell phone bill until you're 27 either. But when I'm oh, getting, you guys are probably pretty cash. <laughs> At least twenty-seven. I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> um, At least he's a student. Yeah. The next thing I saw was you do have the right to live as you please. However, you don't have the right to demand that everyone around you accepts it. 
So you have a right for them not to interfere in it. Exactly. But you don't have, you don't have to walk around. Like the thing that gets on my nerves is like, if you're hanging out with a vegan. This list is kind of like aggravate me because this list is like bitching about millennials being butt hurt, but this whole list is kind of butt hurt. It is. It is. (laughs) It's a little bit hypocritical. These goddamn millennials bitching all the time. Uh, we've been bitching for 10 straight minutes about millennials. So (laughs) it kind of sounds like a book. I'm going to stand up for the millennials here. I'm going to just say one thing. We always like to bitch about participation trophies. Right. They didn't ask for the fucking trophies. Oh, no. We we created this problem. <laughs> it was this generation's parenting. That's why I said did I'm, it. I'm talking directly to And I just to... want to say now that we're having this conversation, I was right, bitch. Ugh. <laughs> we don't have to be mean to it. Well, you, you're just along for the ride. But. <laughs> um, let me go ahead and say I spanked my child growing up. Um, I love my son to death. That was a debate, though, but, to even let that happen. Hey, it was a debate, but not for long. <laughs> Just um, like debating sleep, him sleeping in y'all's bed. Yeah. My, when my, when my, um, Nikki can't say shit, though, because she was full part of the Millennial Creation crew. Yeah. I, I Until can, we broke her. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was uh, my upbringing and hers were, com- I mean, obviously, we've talked about my upbringing compared to hers, but it's like. It, she claims she, hers was rough too. Well, she claims that she had some rough shit go on, but she, she's told me more than once. She's like, no, 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 no. killing kittens. I'm sure. <laughs> but I stay with Nikki. She said this, that you are no uh, point of comparison. Yeah. You can't one. use me as a, as a litmus <laughs> test to anybody. If yeah. you look at me, like I've had many people tell me like, I had such a hard childhood. I'm like, really? Why don't you tell me about your hard childhood? And they're like, we had to live without, you know, cable TV for a little while. And I'm like, okay, that must've been rough. <laughs> you ever have to kill any kittens? Shane, at that point, you just stop and just go, okay. I'm going to give you some coaching here. You don't go into the killing kittens. You don't go into killing the dog. You don't go into him making you buy weed. That is unless you want everybody to react the way I'm going to react when you start bringing him around of all. Um, Why well, can't he ever talk when I'm around? Because uh, he thinks you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and he's debating whether or not to shoot you. That whole thing about him having his hand in his pants the whole time, that's not his pants, that's his gun. And he's just waiting. <laughs> I'm uh, like a Secret Service. How, like, now I don't know if any of you noticed, but their, their left arms or their right arms and all their sports coats are fake. Because their arm is not in the sleeve. Their arm is under the jacket with a submachine gun. It's a new thing the Secret Service does. Really? Yeah. Go back and watch any footage of of Trump's uh, inauguration where he's marching. And if you could tell once somebody tells you that the uh, right arms totally look like like dummy hands. And you could totally see like their... Their left breast is way too big. So, like, their hand is... It would look like if you had one arm under your coat. So, it's kind of like that episode of... uh the, the kind of like when Val arms. Kilmer is playing uh, 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 Doc Holliday and trying to get Do- Johnny Ringo to fight him. He's already got his gun cocked behind his back. It's kind of like that. Well, yeah, go ahead and draw. <laughs> what about uh, Johnny? Don't do that. <laughs> what about uh, that episode on Jimmy Fallon when he had the uh, the arms, the mannequin arms? That's what I was thinking of when you said it. Like, no, it doesn't I'm, look anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> They're not doing stuff with the arm. <laughs> the arm is just there to make people think their arm is there. I'm imagining like the Secret Service guys. God. <laughs> Oh God, Jesus! Oh Jesus! <laughs> Rubbing the uh, the arms on each other—that and that would be useful for protecting our national security. That that would make sense. God damn it, Shane! <laughs> you brought up the arms. I mean, Jesus! That's the first thing I thought of. <coughs> Go watch the film. <laughs> Mannequin arms. I felt the angry monkey. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> number seven, we're going to go You know, ahead. the angry monkey wasn't always angry. No, I know. <laughs> he had a wife once. <laughs> um, I told somebody that one story at work, and they had no idea that the angry monkey had a backstory. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah when they open the closet and he finally walks out, Chris is like, there is a lot of feces in here. <laughs> How do you not smell like monkey feces in your closet? I don't know. I mean, they use bat feces to make some kind of coffees. So, yeah. Uh, number seven, the last one on the list, uh, bitching about millennials basically is the only safe space is your house. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you have to hear old people bitch about how much worse your generation is than theirs. <laughs> Good job, old generation. Well, See, I'm still hip because I still sleep with millennials. <laughs> yeah, you might still sleep with millennials, but let's be honest. This generation, I was talking to uh, they to, they are much sluttier, so they got that going for them. Well, the I think the internet has created a lot more of a sluttiness. I mean, we never had like we never had we never access had to, like, like slutty. Pussy we never arm. had like girls going out to parties in like their underwear. No, <laughs> no, people just because they clothes. put some bedazzle on that shit does not make it clothes. I'm not complaining, by the way. I'm perfectly fine with this, but. It makes hunting so much easier. It just the, – the thing to me is like it, it feels like this generation – I mean, yeah, you've got the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan and stuff like that. But they don't have a big war. They don't have like – they had the 2008 uh, financial we, thing. We had a huge like, war just recently. No. We were I'm, at war like in Iraq for like eight years. No, I get that. I'm not saying it's not like crazy. But what I'm getting at we're is We're still like, in Afghanistan. What are you talking about? What I'm getting at you're is – You're trying to steal a line from Fight Club and it's not working out. That's what you're trying no, to do. No, I'm not trying to do that at all. What I'm saying is like it doesn't feel like – this generation, because of the safe spaces, yeah, well, because they got of the Donald participation Trump now, trophies, so give them give a minute. <laughs> but because of the participation trophies and the safe spaces and making sure your kids are with an eye shot and all that shit, it just feels like they haven't really gone through anything. They're so sheltered from the shit that's going on. Do you prefer for kids to stay off your lawn too? Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're there. You're definitely now that you're older material. <laughs> <laughs> These damn kids, they don't know how hard it is. They don't know how hard we had it. When we, were we, had to, we had to have beepers instead of smartphones. <laughs> so say goodnight to the bad guy. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, I'm going home. <laughs> you're not going home. You're going here. Home. Well, you're going home out of my home. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay here until I'm done. You're done. to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. The Oracle will see you now.